Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. And Raja Bell. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. What is going on? Happy Friday. Uh, it's the day after Thanksgiving. It's Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Rajah Bell. Thanks for checking us out. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you've subscribed on Apple Podcasts. We are taping this early. We just banged out our pre-Thanksgiving Day episode. We're going back-to-back. So I can't promise anybody anything, Rajah. Like, I don't know if I have endurance to do back-to-back podcasts. So hopefully they like the content that we give them today. Yeah. yeah but I'm, we're gonna, I'm, we want to give it to them, right? Yeah, fired still, up, yeah, we still want to get it out there because you know why? It's rivalry weekend in college football. It's the best weekend of the year. It's the one that stand out. I know there are some rivalries that are played in the middle of the season, but this is when you get Florida State versus Florida. It's when you get Ohio State, Michigan. It's when you get the Iron Bowl, yeah. Auburn, Alabama. It's also when you get FIU versus Hold on, who are they playing? <laughs> no, so wait, wait a second. I gotta know this though. What was your, cause you, you spent a couple years, how long were you in Boston? I was in Boston for two years. Yeah. Um, and then who I was, was back, that big rivalry? Uh, was there one? Probably Northeastern. Yeah. Yeah, cause that's in town rivalry. Fierce, fierce yeah. rivalry. A fierce rivalry, yeah, bitter. <laughs> and then we had Drexel, Malik Rose Ooh, played for Drexel. Nobody messes yeah, with that that's rivalry. Right, the Drexel, Drexel Dragons. And then what baby. about at FA, FIU? Was F- it FAU? <laughs> well, FAU wasn't very good, so our rival would have been College of Charleston that was like, they were dope. They went went to the tournament every year and made a lot of noise. So, and then what about the difference? Because I was always bummed because these like the college football rivalries. It doesn't get any better than that. And then when I got to the NFL, people were like, "Oh, the Giants, Redskins, or the Giants, Cowboys." Man, that's just you know, it's the word biggest rivalry in the NFL. Right. And I'd play in the games and be like, "Well, that didn't feel any different." Like you know, maybe the fans it did, but the players it didn't at all. Like everybody's like, "Am I is my check gonna clear?" Well, right. We're good. We're just <laughs> we're still good. All right, it's all good. Was there any rivalry in the NBA that stood out to you, or was it more player related? Like there were individual rivals. How did it work in the in the association? Yeah, I always felt like Boston, LA was a rivalry. And I didn't play for either one of those teams, but I think that the players would say that that, that is a rivalry as well. Um, we had more players or, or specific, they weren't traditional rivalries when I played. Like Phoenix, LA, not a traditional rivalry, but because of what went down with Kobe and myself and we had to lock horns every, every year in the playoffs, it seemed like that was a rivalry. So like, our fans hated the Lakers, like Lakers fans hated just about everybody on those Suns teams. So that was, that was probably the most heated rivalry that I played in, um, as a player. So, but I think more so than teams hating each other, they were, they were player rivalries. All right. So I, we're going to get some college. We're going to do our picks and props, uh, later. We're going to get to know each other a little better. Another little session oh, where we work. get to grill each other with questions, but you just brought up the elephant in the room that I want to ask you about. Yeah. The rivalry with Kobe, like yeah. a clothesline <laughs> and everybody's been hitting me up on it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it a little bit off air. But, like, how does that rivalry develop? Like, how does Kobe all of a sudden get interested in Rajah Bell? And, like, how do you become one of the, the toughest dudes he had to face? I don't know that he ever really had any interest in me. Like, I <laughs> honestly, I think he just, uh, you know, my job when I came in in 2001 um, with the Sixers, I had barely played in the playoffs. And, and you know, they had asked me if I could stop Vince Carter at one point. I was like, I could try. And so they rolled me out there in game six against the Bucks, and I had a, a little bit of success. And, the team responded, and so by the time I got to Kobe, he had he had no idea who I was. I knew him clearly. I'd watched yeah. him play for a long time, but um, I was just out there like blowing bubbles and just happy to be there. And 
really didn't get caught up in any of that. So I played hard, you know, um, and I, you know, I, 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 I'd like to think that some of the stuff that Kobe did, um, I made more difficult for him just because I was relentless in the pursuit of making his catch be further from the rim than other people were. Like once he got the ball, there was only so much you could do with him. I couldn't stop him, but I would just, I had a dogged pursuit of like making things harder for him. Um, and after years and years, I think it came to a head in that Phoenix series. And again, I don't think he was ever concerned with me. He got his numbers. His teams did what they did, but he had hit me with a few bows in that series. <laughs> and, and they were, they're inadvertent. He does it all the time. Like he's in that mid post and he's just kind of shielding you with that elbow and, you know, putting that hand up to get the ball. And, and I had had enough. And then him and Steve got into something. And, you know, honestly, that clothesline, people ask me, what was I thinking? Everything went black. Like I, I have no idea. There was yeah. no thought. I saw him go. Um, everything went black, and the next thing I know, I was standing over him, and he was on the ground, and it was like all hell had broken loose. So, so what is your relationship like with Kobe after that? Like, is it worse? Does he get? Does he? Does he, does he get? Does it wake him up? Does it make it harder? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what ha- what uh, happens from there? Like, well, does he hate you now? Does he? Wh- yeah, there was some gen- there was some real hate. Like, we we like go at it through the media for the next couple of days. Like him saying like the octagon, and I wasn't hugged enough as a kid, and then you know me calling him a pompous whatever whatever and. You know, we genuinely did not like each other. And then, you know, I think it was the next year I was walking out of the Staples Center and um, and he was ahead of me in the tunnel. And you have to pass their locker room to get down to the buses and stuff where their cars are. And he had his family with him. And so, you know, they're walking at a, a pace and I'm brisk because I'm ready to get out of there. And so I got to pass him. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. But as I walk by, he's like, hey, look, you know, this is my wife. This is her mom. These are my two kids. And so from then we were always cool. Like we there was a. There was still a dislike for each other yeah. on the court, but we had a respect for each other off the court, and there was really no more beef. Um, so clearly your relationship evolved because there's a quote from 2006 yeah. that Kobe's talking about. He said, does he know me? Do I know this guy? I don't know this guy. I might have said one word to this guy. I don't know this kid. I think he overreacts to stuff. I don't know this kid. Right. I don't need to know this kid. I don't even want to. We want to go. We go out there. We play the game and leave it at that. Maybe he wasn't hugged enough as a kid. Right. I look at him a little bit. He gets a little insecure or something. I don't know. So that was from 2006. Right. But 2012, Kobe, I think he came around. He said he can't stop me. He knows that. But he's good enough to make it interesting. <laughs> so at least he's not throwing you that's under like, the bus. That's like the biggest compliment he'll allow himself to give someone. <laughs> Anybody. Right? Like, I know. Like I know, at I least know. that's. I think that's pretty respectful. It, uh, there. I think it's like it shows the evolution of your relationship well, with him. And I think there's something to that because I again, like I don't. I had supreme confidence in my ability to go out there and do my job, yeah. as did he. But I'm not naive enough to think that I was stopping him. Like he was getting <laughs> a bunch of points. But I did feel like if I could get Kobe caught up in trying to score on me then my teams were going to win. And I think the numbers kind of bear that out in our in our matchups. Like if he if I could get him trying to go for 50 and they weren't an efficient 50, we, yeah. we'd beat them. So right. my job was done. Like that was my job. Um but I was not stopping him. And you know, Kobe and I the last time I was a free agent, um he he called me. Like he was one of the first calls I got the morning of free agency. Um and and he you know, he was kind of saying like, look, you know, it was LeBron and D-Wade and all those guys were getting together and he was like I want to, you know, I'd, I'd like for you to come out and play in LA and you know, I think anybody – he said anybody who could clothesline me in a playoff game, I need them on my team. So I, I like I, – I respect Kobe. I, he is the ultimate competitor, the fiercest um, assassin that I've ever played against. I didn't get to see Mike in his prime. Did you ever wish uh, you had played with him? Yeah, there's a part that? of me. There's a part of me that, that does. I mean, look, I hadn't made $50 million in the NBA. Like I, I had made one good contract. Everything else was the minimum. So I was really put to the test, and, 
and fans get mad at me a lot. Like people in Miami, the, the Heat offered for me to play for the Heat that year with LeBron and D-Wade and those guys too, but it was for the minimum. And look, the minimum is great money, except the market for me was, was, wasn't was a one-year minimum deal at that point. Like right. I still had like three-year offers for – for like you know a decent amount of money, so I couldn't afford at that time to chase a ring. Like they don't pay my mortgage, they don't pay for my kids to go to private school. You know, right. rings are great, but um, I had to I had to do that. I w- it was my profession. See, I think you would have thrived with him because I think it's the reason he didn't work out with Dwight Howard. Like uh, because he's a soft dude. Like yeah. you got to be all in. You got to yeah. go in. And if you don't play defense, if you don't want to be passionate, if you want to play great, then he's gonna he's gonna it's gonna it's gonna rock the boat. Yeah, he's not gonna work. He's not built for everybody, and everybody's not built for him. Like you, you have to be a. And I was. I was one of those dudes that was. I was there every day. I wanted to work. I wanted to push. I wanted to fight. I wanted to. And so I, I do. I do regret. I regret not being able to. I don't regret the decision that I made not to. But I regret that like. You know, at some point I couldn't figure out how to get there and, and try to just see that in person. Like I would have loved to see how he worked. All right. I could talk NBA all day long, get stories from you. We'll have plenty of time to do that throughout the next, you know, year as we, as this podcast develops mm-hmm. and evolves, but we got to do some football. Let's do it. It is Thanksgiving week. We got rivalry weekend. Let's do some picks and props. Our boy Debo came up with some, some critical games this weekend. That's Debo, my bike, punk. what you got for us? Let's just start with the Iron Bowl. All right. Alabama's favored by four and a half right now. Who you got? I love the Auburn Tigers. Oh. And this one playing at home. I actually think the Auburn Tigers win the national championship this year. I am that Shut much it all down. in. Kill the audio. They're going forward. I think they've got things figured out offensively with Jared Stidham. Carry on Johnson is a back that should be considered for the Heisman. He's not going to win it, but I think if he has a big game like I think he will, I think he'll get to New York. He'll get invited to get second to Baker Mayfield. But I like Auburn in this one. Love them to win outright in the uh, Iron Bowl, to beat Alabama. I can't take Auburn. <laughs> I just can't. I, I'm going to go with Bama. I, I I think they figure out how to get it done. Nick Saban's as good a coach as there is ever, and that's not taking away anything from who, who's at who's at Auburn now. It's what is what's no oh, Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn, yeah. who's done great. Like he, yeah. Like under the radar, I know everybody talks about Dabo and, and Nick, but he's a bad boy too. Absolutely, like he's really he is. Good. Yeah. Um, but I'm going with Bama just like because the they're dog. Bama. I love, and, I love a home dog. Typically, I love the home dog, but this one I love even bro, more. Bro, I hope you're right because if Auburn if Auburn beats Bama, uh-huh. then Miami slides in number one. Meaning, if we lose in the in the in the ACC, ACC championship champion? game in a in a close game, we can still be viable. Well, in so the then here's where pitch. it gets really interesting, right? And this is where I I think you'd rather want Alabama to win because what if you're looking at two teams and you're evaluating Alabama who would have lost to Auburn? Yeah. And but see Miami would have lost in the championship game undefeated. So right. I think the committee would be really put in a tough spot. Like in comparing those two, uh, this would drive me insane. I think they would give the edge to Bama because of their brand, because of Nick Saban, because they've won national championships. And I think they would look at Miami and they would dock them for not winning All impressively yeah, 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 against yeah, yeah, Virginia yeah. and North Carolina. I think right. they would hold it against them. So I think if you're a Miami fan, you actually want Alabama. So then that's out. why I picked them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pulling the Jedi mind trick on me. I like it. All right, next up, what you got? All right, we got Ohio State still with a, a chance at the playoff, favored by 12 in the big house against Michigan. They're on the road and favored by a Ooh. big number, double digits. Man, that's a big number for a rivalry game. Traditionally, rivalry games I think are going to be close. Michigan really let me down. I thought they had a chance to beat Wisconsin last week. They were at eight and two. I thought they'd go to Wisconsin. I thought their defense, but they are a mess offensively. They can't get anything going. Ohio State needs to impress for the committee. I think it'll be a close game for a half. I think Ohio State will 
pull away in the second half and cover. So I think I would take Ohio State in this one. 100% agree. Uh, Ohio State is about, they're about the margin right now. They, yeah. they want to show and prove that they are, um, to be considered if possible for that, for that, uh, those four teams. So like I have them, I don't even know that it's going to be a close game through a half, honestly, because Michigan <laughs> is just bad offensively. And Ohio it's, State's either been, they've been one way, they've been great. Yeah. As they beat Penn State and JT Barrett's unstoppable, or they've been awful as they were against Iowa and Iowa scored 55 on them. I think they'll be dialed into this game. It's a game, and I've been to Columbus, they have the scoreboard up there, the countdown clock that counts down to the game. Yep. They don't even say the M, they, you know, they don't even call them <laughs> Michigan. They don't give them any love. I think right. the Ohio State's going to run away with it. Alright, forget those two games. This is the biggest game of the weekend. Alright. Florida International, two and a half point dogs <laughs> against Western Kentucky. Ooh, Talk about that rivalry. Wow. Butch Davis has got, Butch Davis has actually had an impressive year. Butch Everybody's has. talking about Lane Kiffin at FAU, but I'm going to go, I'm going to say the boys from down in Miami, FIU, get it done. And I know you're going to take them. That's your squad. I, I, I am going to take them because I went to the FAU game and they got smacked <laughs> the other night. Oh, you did? You went to that? Yeah. Um, I think they're going to finish up strong. So I'm going to go with FIU. All right. There you go. That's a bonus pick. Boom. All right. Raja's other team, Miami minus 14 versus Pittsburgh. Mm. I think this is easy. That's... I think this is easy money. Yeah. Take Pitt. Yeah. And the point because Miami and as much as it drives me insane, I root for them now. People don't understand it. They think I'm trolling them when I go out there. They're going to, it's going to be a tight game, and Miami, I hope they win because I want them to be undefeated in the ACC Don't championship game. It's going to be cold. It's Pittsburgh. It's going to be ugly, but Miami will win, but Pittsburgh's going to cover. Miami's running away with this thing. Finally. Oh, they're finally going to yeah. get it on track. Miami's going to run away with this thing. Man, Miami's I hope so. All firing on all cylinders going into the ACC championship weekend against Clemson. It better because one of these games is going to catch up to Haunt them. No, if I they agree. don't because if I they're agree. down 14-0 again, I agree. it's going to be too late. But I, uh, Pittsburgh – they're not that good this year. They should cover, but I just, I'm going with the trend. I'm yeah. going to say Miami keeps it close. I hope they win. Now. Should I, I go to will. the game? Is the question. Yes, you should. You should, should absolutely right? go. Very yeah. reasonable on the yeah. price and like. Take your kids up there. Be a real Miami fan because there's too many bandwagon Miami fans. How cold like, is it going to be? Uh, another seven o'clock game. Uh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was noon. Oh, it's, an, it's Oh, like that changes everything. Oh, so now you're not going. To <laughs> but you know, here's the other, here's why you should take your boys. Yeah. Because it's a night game, one, yeah. but it's in Heinz Field. Like, they'll get to see an NFL stadium. I, I know, you know dude, but Pittsburgh's at, a cool town. Easy travel in and out. 12, 12 o'clock noon, 35 degrees, one thing. 7 p.m., <laughs> 27 degrees, Wait, a no, whole nother. I, I was wrong. You were wrong. I, I was talking FIU was 7 o'clock. Oh, all right. No, no, all right, he's, he's not. That's my bad. He's like know, a typical Miami Hurricane fan. He didn't go there, but he roots for him. He doesn't go to his own school. He just, he's hopped on that bandwagon. And he's going to. I got that, the pages mixed It's up. a 12 See, o'clock game, right? Yeah, what a, much better. What a true Miami fan not know. I, I, I knew it was a 12 o'clock game. <laughs> there you all right, go. Anyway. All right, next up, what you got? All right, we got Roger's squads. Now we're going to hit Danny's team. Two days away from being uh. the 23rd anniversary of the choke at Toke. We oh. got Florida State, Florida. Florida State is favored by five. Is this five. game even on TV? Florida is this State televised? is favored? Yeah, they've had a better year. Like, they've played better opponents close. Like, they played Miami close. They yeah. almost uh, beat Clemson. They played Alabama. Like they've Moral, had a better, victories. they've had a better bad year. It's been atrocious. I will not watch this game. Nah. I think it's going to be garbage. I'm surprised it's on TV, but I'll take Florida State. I think, I think, where is this game? It's in Gainesville this year, right? Yep. I still like Florida State. What I was just, it, five? <clears throat> yeah. You going with the Gators? I don't know that I can go with the Gators. That's a mess. <laughs> I'll go Florida State too. I think Florida State is, has been more invested. They have a head coach that's going to be there. Well, most likely going to be there next year. 
Randy Shannon, interim head coach. I think the team in Gainesville is looking for who's going to be their head coach, or they're thinking about the NFL draft. They're not thinking about the game. So I'm going to say Florida State wins and covers. Chip Kelly going to be there? Uh, there's a very good possibility Chip Kelly is the head coach. Oh. What, here's the dilemma you're in if you're Chip Kelly. Do you want to move to Los Angeles and be the head coach of UCLA, or do you want to move to Gainesville, uh, Florida, and be the head coach of the Florida Gators? Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Wait, are you trying not to offend tough. Gainesville? That's tough. No, that's I think a, it's an easy no-brainer. No no but there are some very real, real rich people problems, and Chip Kelly is a rich person. Yeah. He's going to have significant tax issues if he goes to head, become the head coach at UCLA as opposed – it can save him a ton of money. We're talking probably in the millions of dollars if he coaches at Florida as opposed to if he coaches at UCLA. Now, he might be financially secure where he doesn't bother, but it's a lot of money regardless of who you are. You're a god in Gainesville. Yeah. Like you, you go there and you, you get that, that whatever offense he calls that roll in and, and they yeah. – the Gators are viable again in the swamp. Like you are a god. You go to L.A. and you are – how many pro teams do they have in LA football Oh, you're, teams? you're like the eighth. You're not even the number one college town because USC is right. that one. And there's, there's two football teams. You got baseball teams. It's, you got the NBA it's team. It's worse than my, it's worse than Miami in but terms of having stuff to do. Like I don't know how he's built. Crazy. See, here's what's crazy. I think he is built where he kind of likes to fly under the radar. Oh, well. I don't think he's looking for the spotlight. In Florida, you're going to be thrown to the fire. Oh. Like the SEC is crazy. The fan base is nuts. Look, they, they drove off Urban Meyer after he won national championships. Right. They, they, they scared away Jim McElwain after taking the back to back SEC championship games. Like this is one of the, and look, Florida State falls in this category too, but they are a really hard fan base to please. The expectations are off the charts. Like you could be sitting there in two years thinking, what did I do? Yeah. Or you could be sitting there as a hero saying, man, I brought, I brought this program back to where you guys want it. Uh. And I would, I personally would love to see him in the SEC because their fans are nuts. And I would love to see his offense versus SEC defenses. So yeah. I hope he does go there. I hope he goes to Florida yeah. too. All right. What you got? Got a couple props for you now. All right. Thanksgiving Eve is a minus 250 favorite. Over Christmas Eve, which which holiday you got? <laughs> what? <laughs> as far as which one's the better, this is easy for me. But wait, Thanksgiving is a favorite over Christmas Eve. I, I would. That's say your. That's your. You're, you like Thanksgiving better than Christmas? Uh, this isn't me. This is. <laughs> this is official. I, this I, is I the sports book. Christmas is a way better holiday. What? I don't even understand how this is a thing. People <laughs> like Thanksgiving Eve. Just what, in like, terms of. Going out. I will say this. Now coming back, oh, from, like okay. yeah. Christmas or Thanksgiving, I only had a few of them. Like we talked about, I only had a couple of them. But there was a window about three years, just out of the NFL, was single. Yeah, I did I go mean, out downtown Fort Lauderdale. There were some good nights Wednesday night. No, Kids are home from college. We're looking at it through different solid. goggles. You're yeah, looking at it through, my, through 21 year old Raj, and I'm <laughs> right. looking at it through 41 year old Raj. And right now it's eggnog and like wrapping presents. And yeah, the, the kids, kids are get, fired like, up. They're outside. looking for Santa. My favorite thing to do is scare the hell out of the kids. I go out and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And they're like, what, what the hell? Like, like I love. Christmas so they're still season. in the scared of Santa phase where no, they don't quite. My know younger what's ones up. are. My yeah. five year old's the same way. Yeah. She's terrified. That's <laughs> scary because you don't want her to wake up in the middle of the night and get busted while you're downstairs. My kids. The same boat. All right, so it's a landslide for Christmas Eve. You guys are going with the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Home dog. Who do you think consumed more turkey on Thanksgiving? Andy Reid or the other three AFC West coaches <laughs> combined? <laughs> probably Andy Reid. I mean, my man does not skip many meals, and he's probably going to get the leftover table as well. 
Yeah, Andy Reid all over. And Luke Del Rio is like kind of cut up. Like he still looks like he could play. Yeah. Anthony Lynn and Vance Joseph are also pretty good. Like they're pretty fit dudes. Andy Reid. Andy Reid in the landslide. I think it's him as well. Yeah, I think it's Andy Reid. All right. <laughs> Earlier in the week, we talked about Baker Mayfield and his antics last Saturday. He was very apologetic during a press conference this week. I want to play just a clip of that. Playing at OU is something I always dreamed of. Um, not startings, you know, it's. <laughs> It is what it is, but not being a team captain something so much more. All right, so all eyes are going to be on him this Saturday against West Virginia. If we had him mic'd up, how many times do you think he would curse during the game? <laughs> and I have this over-under, just a half a curse, because I think he's going to be all done. Ha- one, one curse word? I think he... No, you're crazy. He's going to be over 50. This Wait. is the easiest bet you've given us. You should have put it at the number way bigger, because I think he, I think he calms down with the gestures. I don't think he shows anything, but if you had him mic'd up, you would be bleep, 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 bleep. Like it would be consistently bleeped. He cursed more than five times in that interview. They just got him. <laughs> yes. They just edited it. No, he like he's a he's he's a talker. He likes to talk, and I don't think there's any problem with language on the field. It's just grabbing your junk on the field. That's the problem he has, and he won't. No, no see remorse. That again. He seemed pretty emotional. I'm a no, he too. I, he w- I do think he's remorseful. But that doesn't mean he's going to stop talking trash. Like, no. he'll stop. Like, he's not going to flip off anybody. He's not going to grab his junk. But he's – Yeah, cursing is like who you are, right? Yeah. Like, that's just like, – you don't have to be fired up. I curse. Mm-hmm. So, I'll be sitting around not even arguing, and I'm going to drop F-bombs. And, and like, that. <laughs> you're going to get five of them when I before I go to lunch today, right? So, <laughs> yes. that, that doesn't mean I'm angry. Do you curse around your kids? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I, and I try not to. I try I, – when I'm cognizant of it, I don't. Right. But inevitably, because I curse, like I've grown up cursing. Does your wife get mad I at curse. you when you curse in front of them? No, because she curses too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't – but our kids are like my, – my, my 10-year-old is like, Daddy, curse. I'm like, yeah, D, I'm sorry, but like I, you know, I got it. <laughs> he wants curse. to get you to curse on on call. <laughs> yeah, he's trying. Like, he no, wants to be able to call no, it out. He's calling me out to stop cursing. Oh, I, I said, Daddy's got to be better about this guy. Yeah, like, yeah. And so now when I curse, he's like, Daddy, curse. I'm like, okay, buddy, sorry. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's bad. He's calling you out. That's good. Keep your conscience in check. All right, all right. Let's do. Uh, since we're talking about so you get to know each other a little bit more personally, yeah. let's ask some questions because I had fun the last time I put you on the spot. But it's Thanksgiving. We're feeling the love. Let's have a little conversation here. So we're going to grill each other with some questions. What do you got? And these are questions from the fans. Oh, yeah. Okay. These are left on Apple Podcasts. These are left on Twitter. Keep hitting us up with those. But these are from the fans of Off the Bench with Canel and Dell. Perfect. Huge fan base growing. Apparently, you were one hell of a baseball player as well. Um, Do you ever wish you played baseball instead of football? I do. I wish all the time that I played baseball and football. Yeah, I was a better baseball player than I was a football player. I played it since the time I was two. Football, I didn't start till I was a junior in high school, so I was late to the game. I felt like that always held me back. Uh, But the one thing that I look at baseball, I think it's the hardest sport to actually make it to the major leagues because of the process you have to go through. You have to go through three levels of triple A, like, you know, single A, double A, triple A. So you don't get like you know we're talking about basketball. If you show sound some good tape, like Go. just bounce, yeah. you don't have that luxury in baseball. Like you have to earn it. Then and and the NBA's come more. It's an international game. Like right. you're competing against guys from all over the world. The NFL to get there, you're only competing against America. Like there's not many international players. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of look at it and I gave it a run. I tried to do both at Florida State. Didn't work. Like, timing-wise, it was just brutal. Yep. Didn't get to play much. I tried to go back and play minor league baseball. That was more for fun because I had already played in the NFL, and it was just like kind of a, a little like – it was like a side project. Like, I had I had a blast doing right. it. But I sometimes wish. I'm like, what would have happened if I would have played baseball instead of football? All right, for you, what's LeBron going to do since you know him so well, 
Since you played, you, you were in that Cavs so organization. Yeah. Grab on speed dial. Right. <laughs> What's he going to do after this season? Does he bounce to L.A.? Bounce. He's out. He's done. He's out. How do you think that affects his legacy? This is um, my question. I think that the championship, once he won it, his legacy is secure. He can always call Northeast Ohio home. If he hadn't got that championship and bounced on them, he could never go back. But having secured that, brought it home, his legacy is good. And now I think because of the way um, David Griffin was let go and some of the the botched uh, handling of some of the personnel stuff by, by Dan Gilbert, he can always – Blame it on Dan Gilbert again, right? Like, yeah. he, he's going to get that pass. So I kind of think he would love to say screw you to Dan Gilbert one right? more time. Like, like, I never thought, like, he, I got to give him credit. Like, he's a bigger man than I am because I would have never went After writing him. that I letter in the paper and calling him I out. I couldn't have done it. Yeah. I, I, I think that shows how much it meant to him that it that it bothered him that he lost so many fans from his sure. home. Like, he hometown. genuinely loves that area. Like, yeah. his heart is there. But but if, will they still love him after he bounces to L.A.? Look, if if – if that, if that, so you think he joins Lonzo and this young Lakers team? You think he goes there? I, I don't, I don't know that LA is the destination, but I know this: if he doesn't think that he can get it done there in Cleveland, and the support isn't in place for him to get it done, he's not going to be there. I know that. Oh, interesting. All right, what you got next up? Are, are you right now yeah. in your current state? <laughs> yes. All right, are you better than Nathan Peter? <laughs> I could promise you this: if I got into an NFL game yeah. tomorrow. I wouldn't throw five interceptions. <laughs> I could promise you that because I would stop throwing them after three. Right. That was the most I ever threw because I would shut it down. I'm like, there's no way I'm throwing four interceptions in this game. He probably is in better shape. I try to keep it tight. I try to work out. Um, now he's, he's clearly better where he is now. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a funny conversation to have. He struggled. I worry about Nathan Peterman being screwed up for the rest of his Ugh. career because that is going to be really tough for him to overcome. The guy that threw five interceptions in his first start when he shouldn't have started anyway. Right. And you put it in the, like, I think the, I think the team might have screwed up his whole career by putting him in that, in that spot. That was just so stupid. It like, was. Uh, it was, it was Danny, awful. I think now's a good time to bring up the best game in your career. Is that oh. okay? Oh, look at He's trying to suck up. Since he threw me under the bus in episode <laughs> one by bringing up my worst game, he wants to go out there with the best game. And I don't know what that is either. Do you have it or are you just messing with me? What do you got? 22 of 36, Ooh. 259 yards, Ooh. three touchdowns, Whoa. zero picks. Arizona Cardinals? 34-7 win over the Cardinals. Boom. That's How do you like that? That's fantasy like that. <laughs> you, were you the fantasy player of the week? Like, those are numbers. Uh, at the time, too, yeah. it was big numbers. Now guys put up, like, 400, 450. Like, it's nothing yeah. at the time. I always had good games against the Arizona Cardinals because they sucked. That's why <laughs> they were always awful. That's why I played well. I had my first start against the Arizona Cardinals. I uh, started off that game with a pick six to Aeneas, uh, Aeneas Williams, who's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We were able to come back and win that game despite my performance. Wasn't that great? But I always played good against the Cardinals. I don't know why. Just you know who I... was on that team, which is one of the, and I don't want to rip somebody who's deceased, but Pat Tillman. Pat I Tillman. remembered like, and we were joking about it. I remember this vividly saying, man, if they have a white safety with long hair, like we're going to go after this dude. And we did like, we torched him and he's a great, like I, he's a hero. Yeah. Like I love you ever him. Read that book? But I remember it. I have not, yeah. but I saw the movie, the yeah. movie about him. And yeah. uh, he was really good friends with my, one of my best friends, Jake Plummer. And used to hear stories about him. The dude is an absolute hero. But I just I remember that we were talking about it like, oh, they got a white safety. We got to go after this dude. Let's hit him over the top. Let's 
take some deep shots down the field. That's a damn um, shame. What else we got on here? So I don't see any more Farage on no, here. I'm going to ask you another one. Look, it's right. Right, so we're talking about quarterbacks. All, All right. right. The question is, what do you think about the decline of the quarterback play in the NFL currently, and what can be done to re- re-elevate it? Well, so the NFL needs a couple things, and it, they're not going to get it from college because the college game has changed. You're seeing more spread option attacks. You're seeing dual threat guys. You don't develop quarterbacks under center, which is what they're having to do a lot in the NFL. I think it's a real problem. I think the way you change it, and I don't think it does, because I think you're going to see more guys like Jared Goff. They struggle in year one, and then they develop later in their careers. But the problem is a lot of guys are going to flame out. They're not going to be able to handle that criticism right. in year one because you don't, you're not allowed to spend time with them in the offseason because of the new CBA. Like they don't come into OTAs. They're very limited. So they don't get that development uh, when they should. And I think it's going to be a real issue. I think the decline in the NFL on the field is just a slow bleed. And uh, I think you'll see some good quarterbacks, but they're always going to churn that bottom 10 teams. You're just going to see some really bad quarterbacks. So I hope all is not lost, but it doesn't look like there's any plan in place to do it because you're going to continue to see quarterbacks that just struggle. In episode one, we debuted that Canell to Tom Brady Yeah, scale. instead of one to ten, yeah. Yeah. In the spirit of that, someone asked, where does Jamarcus Russell slot <laughs> on that scale? So I would like to think that you could actually change the scale to Jamarcus Russell. Uh, no, no, to we're Tom not changing Brady. the scale. Because no. <laughs> I would hope that people would view me as a fourth round pick. See, I think I, I, I was not good. You were value though. That's the my value. point. Yeah. That's my point. Like I had value. I brought the team that drafted me to the playoffs for a year as the starter. Like I think there's value in that. Jamarcus Russell, one of the biggest busts of all time. I think he has to fall somewhere outside of that, right? That's fair. Yeah, I, that's, I think fair. that's fair. I'm not just because I'm I'm very realistic about my career and judging it. Yeah. I think I had a better career than Jamarcus. Uh, and and Russell. your stats are better. Oh, that's well, just bam. Not me. There it is. But I mean, is, is he the biggest bust of all time? Like, have there been some? I mean, who was the dude? Uh, He's up there, man. Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf, right? Ryan Leaf's up there. Jamarcus Russell probably. Probably the worst, but those really? two make a really. Is Ryan Leaf like a criminal? Did he get something? Yeah, happen? yeah. I mean, that's what his story. Now he's had a redemption story, which okay. is kind of cool, and he's doing some broadcasting. Cool. Uh, but yeah, he spent time in jail for stealing prescription drugs. Oh, like he wow. was an addict. That's sad. And now he, but now I think it's really cool because he goes around and talks to NFL teams and college teams, yeah. and talks about handling the fame and where he fell apart. And I think him walking into a a, a room and talking to players. Will do infinitely more than any other counselor, you know, expert in sure. drug addiction, because they'll 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 stop, and that room will be silent when you're listening to Ryan Leaf tell his story. So I think it's pretty cool. So I would say, yeah, Ryan Leaf because of the jail time, yeah, because- probably more. <laughs> Although Jamarcus Russell, uh, if you had under over under on he or Andy Reid who eats more on Thanksgiving, Jam- Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell would take the cake on that because he was over three <laughs> bills. Turkey. He was over three bills like very soon in his yeah. career. Like it didn't take very long to do that. So all right. That's uh, that's a wrap for episode three of Off the Bench with Canel and Bell. Thanks for checking us out. Hope you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy your rivalry games, but make sure you check us out. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Check us out on Twitter at Canel and Bell. Keep hitting us up. DM our producer. He's on there, Debo. You can hit us up. Head to send us questions, send us comments, whatever you want. We'll try to get it for you because that's the type of podcast we are. Have a good weekend.